this is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Fist bump. Let's get today's episode going. And we want to talk about how content technology supports your content operations. Now, this is an interesting topic to me because I grew up in the world way back when. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, older than I'd like to admit. And technology was really just kind of growing up. I mean, I walked around with a reporter's notebook. I can't even imagine taking notes on paper today, seriously. But today, you know, I use all kinds of tools. Restream is one. That's how we bring the show to you. Anchor is another. Grammarly. No offense to some of the best editors in my life, but Grammarly is cheaper and does a better job than some editors. Seriously. Like it gives you rephrases and all those different things. So I want to find out um, how do we use technology to make content operations even easier. Carrie Hain is joining us back on the show. She is now the head of content um, strategy relations at Sanity. Dot io. Uh, interested to find out what that is. Uh, last time she was on the show, we talked about connected content. Today, we talk about content technology. Welcome back, Carrie. How are you? Hey, Christoph. Thanks for having me back. It's it's good to be here. Awesome. So, tell us about your new role, Sanity. Is it trying to keep us sane, or what is going it's, on? Um, it is. It's trying to bring. Um, sanity to the content management space. Um, So most often we're classified as a headless CMS. We like to think of ourselves as beyond headless, um, a platform that enables structured content to fundamentally change how people work with content so that it's uh, more efficient, more effective for uh, teams of all sizes to to get their content uh, created, managed, and distributed wherever their audience needs it, um, which is why we're talking about content technology and operations today. Exactly, and which is everywhere. I mean, I want to get my content everywhere, and I know, um, you know, some experts out there. Even when Joe Polizzi was on the show, he said you got to focus on one channel and start there. I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I do think you want to get your content in all the different places, which is why we are live streaming on all these different channels and why we're putting it on TV and other places. So tell us about how do we even start with technology? So my perception always is I stumble across new technology that solves a problem. Sometimes I go out and I search for it. But a lot of times, you know, like Grammarly, I didn't use it for the longest time. And then when I started using it, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't know why I didn't use this before. So how do we determine what technology do we actually need and who has the time to evaluate it all? Yeah, well, so I think there's there's those two paths in, right? Like you said, um, you stumble across it because you've read an article or you listened to a podcast or went to a conference. Um, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, that's more serendipitous. 
Um, but then there's um, people looking for um, new new ways to manage their content. Um, and uh, a lot of people find Sanity and probably a lot of other um, content platform tools um, by saying, oh, we need to switch to Headless or um, we need a, you know, our content management system isn't working anymore or it's not being supported or whatever. Um, so they are doing evaluation. Um, a lot of times it's led um, by the CTO or the IT um, team. And um, that's great. They're the ones that maintain it. But I think um, what's often missing and what I would uh, encourage people to do is start with requirements. What, what does your content operations look like today? Um, what do you want to change about it to make it better, make it more effective and efficient for people to do their job? Um, there's a lot of people out there that spend all day creating content, entering it into systems, copying and pasting somewhere else to get it into another system. Um, how, how much time could be saved? How much more, um, how much more return on investment can you get if you're setting it up right from the first, from the, the first time um, you enter it? Um, what kind of structure can you add to make sure that you're getting it into open graph, that you're getting your metadata right? It's more semantic, which helps with SEO and all, all kinds of other things, getting, getting you to um, all the different uh, places where content needs to show up, you know, obviously Google. But if you're a restaurant, you want your menu to be on, you know, DoorDash and Uber Eats and all the other platforms, Toast, um, you know, you need all that. So I, I think starting, starting there, starting what, what do we need to make our content operations work and evaluating the products against uh, those requirements is going to, lead you down the right path. So I was going to try to find it here while you're talking, but I can't, I just can't find it quick enough. So I have a t-shirt that I designed and it basically says, I'm thinking about content, what I need to create. I'm creating it, approval process, publishing. And that doesn't mean I'm procrastinating, but there's only so much brain, brain power we have, right? If a technology solution is hard to use that's where my brain power goes. It doesn't go about, hey, what better questions can I ask, Carrie? What better content can I create? Are people actually searching for this terminology? Is that what I should be going after? So, so my point is technology has to be easy. And I've, I've said this many times publicly. I'd be interested to hear your answer on this. I am a big believer that content creators, and I know it's not always possible because some CMSs are horrible in that regard. We'll see if you agree or disagree. We can disagree on the show if we have to. But they, I think they need to create in the CMS. And the reason is why, because then they see how it looks. They see how it all flows together. Drives me crazy when creators write in a Word document, it's not being checked against SEO. It's not being checked against anything. Or Google Drive is slightly better. It's still not perfect. You know, how do we make that easier? Or am I just dreaming that that's even possible? I do it all the time, but is that not possible at an enterprise level? It is definitely possible. 
Um, so there's a lot of things that get in the way from doing that. One is it's not. So let me say it's possible out in the realm of possibilities. Um, it is not possible in most of the systems that people are using um, for one reason or another, whether it's the, the tool doesn't actually support that or it's not set up properly or people don't understand how to take advantage of it. Um, their workflows aren't right. Um, whatever, for, for many reasons, it, that's not being done. Um, I've actually had this conversation with my, some of my colleagues and other peers um, in other content technology platforms about this, that, yeah, we, people do spend, you know, just a small, a small amount of time in the content publishing where they're entering whatever they've created elsewhere into a content management system and then hitting publish and it, it goes off to wherever it goes. Um, and that's for lots of reasons. I do it that way. I Right now I'm writing in Google Docs and then I'll copy and paste that into, into Sanity when I'm ready to publish my blog post. Um, but we're actively trying to change that so that people can get their, their system set up the way editors and content creators need to work. Um, you can collaborate in the content management system. That's one of, I know something we don't have yet, and I don't know that any other systems have it, is commenting. Um, you need to get things reviewed. Well, it's hard when you have to like read it in one place and then send an email or a Slack message in another place to, to make comments on something. So that's a huge barrier from kind of shifting it to how do we start creating in in the um, in the content management system, so that you're only doing it, you're only typing it once, you're only entering it once. Um, I think so. Technology does need to support that better than it is now. Um, but even I think you know that can all happen. That's all great to make it possible. But it, what's harder is to get people to change how they work. Um, one of the things my engineering colleagues are keep talking about, like, you know, well, what, what do content creators want in their platform? We can, mm -hmm. we can give them all of these features. And I'm like, well, if you ask them, they probably want something that looks more like Word um, because that's where they're comfortable. Um, so we have to also come at it from the other side and, and educate and train and guide content creators to create content differently and to um, give them tools that make it easy. Just like you said, like, yeah, if they're spending all their time trying to circumvent whatever system they have, then that doesn't leave them time for doing the fun stuff, the things that they want to be doing, the things that are valuable. So it kind of is, it's from both sides, making better tools and yeah. helping people use them more effectively. So what's interesting about that question too is what, what what do you want if you just say that to a content creator, right, who writes in Word, it it always depends on what your goal is, right? So if you were to ask me that, Christoph, what do you want in your office? And I say, well, I want a better chair. You know, I want to be comfortable. But you're not really asking me if I want to be more comfortable. What you're really asking me is you're saying, what can I do to help you perform, to, to create content that performs better? Because here's the true 
hard reality for all of us content creators, and this hurts. It hurts me too. But the amount of time that I spend on a piece of content does not correlate on how well that piece of content performs. So if I spend eight hours and nobody reads the damn thing, you know, like the eight hours has nothing to do with anything. I do a show with you and everybody goes, oh my God, Carrie is back. Fantastic show. Thousands of listeners. Do you know what I'm saying? And it took us 27 minutes and we're done. I'm going to update an article. I'm going to throw you in there. Like that's really, really hard. But if you come to me and you say, what do you need in the CMS to create content that's, that's more likely, no promises, more likely to perform? And I truly believe me being able to see the SEO score and the SEO best practices 100% helps me set that content up to perform better. I mean, is that, do people ask content creators that, or do we just think about, oh, we got to get this done by? You know, that it's an interesting question. Um, I, honestly, I'm not sure people are asking content creators that question. <laughs> um, there, it's, I think this, this is a real problem um, because people are thinking this as a technology tool and they're thinking about the developer experience, but not the end user experience. Um, <clears throat> and that's one of the things I'm working to change uh, in, in my role, both internally for our product, but also externally so that content people kn- know that they can have different expectations. They don't have to expect their CMS to suck. They don't have to expect to hate it. Um, that if they talk to, if they, and so it's bridging the gap between the people who are building and the people who are using so that they yeah. can, it's like different, they're speaking different languages. So we want to get them to be able to speak just enough of each other's language so that they can have real, uh, that they can have conversations and content people know that they can ask for certain things and the the engineers and developers who are setting these things up within the big enterprises know that they can ask um, and know how to ask um, and not saying, well, what do you want? But what matters most to you? Just, I think your question was really great that, you know, it is something that most um, people who create content want. How do I get this better SEO? Um, and it's, you have to know that while you're, creating it not afterwards to like you said like okay well that was that was fun I spent all that time and no one's reading it because they couldn't find it um if you know ahead of time that it's more likely to get attention because you've done that just all those things you said you've done the research um you've created content that that you think fits the need of people looking for it and then you can get it into a tool that that helps you do all of that correctly because honestly SEO is becoming much more technical than it ever has been, um, which I think is great because it means, you know, good semantic content that people want is more than ever the way to go. Um, but that techno that technology part is harder to understand and harder to get right. Um, so yeah, there it's, there's, there's, there's so much um, to unpack, but, you know, technology doesn't solve people problems. Um, so, so we, we have to, we have to, the technology is there. The technology can do whatever we want it to do. We just have to 
get better at asking it to do the things that we need it to do. Why do you think it's so difficult for teams, and I know it is in, in many, many companies, to actually talk to each other? And, you know, the, the thing that just came to my mind is when you were talking about you have to talk to each other is when when somebody makes an upgrade, update, upgrade, that's debatable, an update to the website, right? And it's totally interfering with your workflow. So I, I get it. Sometimes you have to make certain updates because, you know, there's just no other way to do it currently or, or whatnot. But why is it so difficult for people to talk to each other and say, hey, how do you do that now? If I still remember this, at Staymates um, Business Media, we made a big, big change. And I said, this is what I want to do. And this is where we have to go. And I, there's no debate about that. That's very, every industry is facing that same problem. How do you be, how do you become digital first, blah, blah, blah. And one of the longtime editors said, okay, I get it. But if you do that, here's what it means in this one piece. Now, we still went forward and we still updated this one piece. But if he didn't bring up what that one problem was, there would have been real problems because the short term, it would have looked like the wrong decision. Long term would have been fine. Short term, not so much. But that conversation happened. How do we encourage people? How do we enable people, I guess, maybe is the better term, to have those conversations? And, and why aren't they not having them? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's easier to answer why they're not um, than than how how they can um, how they can probably depends on the organization and the person, but why why they're not um, because they're they're in a hurry, um, they don't know who to talk to, uh, they don't know what to talk about, um, they're they're sometimes not even empowered. To, to do anything but exactly what they're told in in whatever way they can they can figure out to make it efficient for for them um, you know the this idea of silos within uh, organizations is real um, and you know so I think how how do we change that I mean it's certainly a culture culture changes to connect all those silos um, and make sure that, that they're, they're feeding into each other the right way um, and ma making it okay to ask questions, making it okay to experiment and get things wrong um, and learn from that and, and make things better. Um, you know, make, I don't want to say make deadlines more, maybe it's making deadlines more realistic um, and just being more realistic about planning, um, spending, spending more time planning um, and then executing. Um, so you're, you get into a more of a, a measure twice, cut once uh, way of working, um, which I don't think we're, we're doing much of right now. Um you know, finding the companies that are doing it well and, you know, follow their example, um, talk to them, go to, you know, there people are always talking at conferences about how things worked. Um, they have, they, they didn't get it right the first time probably. So, um, you know, find out more about how, how they did work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
but that's going to be different for every organization because it's a different set of people with a different set of problems and audiences and stuff. But you have to know that it's possible um, and start working yeah. towards that. But it has to it has to come also in research I've done just in the content strategy world. And I think this applies across any content area is it has to come from the top down, not just, uh, yeah, sure, go ahead, do that strategically, but uh, we are yeah. doing this strategically. And then also from a bottom up to get the people who have to do it every day to understand the, the most effective way to do their job and then everything in between. Yeah, it's it's very, very interesting. I'm always struggling with uh, conference talks, honestly, because I sometimes wonder how much of the, the real juicy details are being left out, right? Um, like, here's how I'm doing it. And and, and certainly, that is the very oversimplified version. Um, right. But, you know, doing it in real life. I actually do keep going back and forth to what the right strategy is. I'll give you an example. I think it I think we we probably need to set up something where teams share, right? This is what we're doing, here's why we're doing it, um and quick up highlights, right? And then people can have further discussions if it affects them, right? Not everything affects me in in my job, not everything affects everybody else that I'm doing uh in their job. Um but I've also seen situations where yes, leadership encouraged everybody talking to everybody into turning a whole big mess, right? Because it's like a game of telephone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like one person says something and it gets passed on and then they, and by the time it gets to the fifth person, everybody is thinking something completely different. So um, there's that challenge as well. Uh, you know, you want people to collaborate, but sometimes, you know, stuff doesn't get played back correctly or mm -hmm. sometimes it gets, uh, not doesn't get understand correctly. I'll give you one last example. I was working in a B2B company one time, uh, a publishing company, and the comment I made was, yes, yeah, so, so it used to be publishers own content and then the chief content officer owned content. And I said, yes, so content now reports up to the chief content officer. And somebody played that back as Christoph says he's in charge now. Well, that's not what Christoph said at all. He said, this is how they set up the structure. So there's that problem at all. Now, we got about four minutes left here, roughly. Let's talk about structured content. How, first of all, give people a quick quick overview. What is that? What's structured content? Why do we care about it? Uh, and how do we tie that into um, our workflow? Yeah, uh, structured content is content that is breaking down content into the its smallest reasonable pieces um, so that it's it, it can be interpreted by machines and humans and reused everywhere, remixed, restyled, re, truly reused, those individual pieces of content. So kind of thinking of turning content into Lego bricks um, so that you are creating it once and you can publish it everywhere. Um, it's 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 quite different um and um but it's so much more effective and and efficient and but it it takes planning um you have to think about the structure so it gets down to to purpose um and so you're you're starting it's kind of turning it into to templates for a lot of content you're still going to have web pages that that don't have common structure um, that are that are unique, but when you can find 
Um, I would say, just using an example of a website, 80 to 90% of a con- of content on any website is probably a content type um, that can be broken into a bunch of different, you know, 10 or 12 or however many common structures. Um, and then that leaves 10 to 20 that are truly unique. We're not sure. We can't predict how, how things are going to be. And when you get to that, you can really um, start moving faster. You can um, increase your content velocity and um, make pivots faster, uh, publish new things faster, get new products launched faster, new digital initiatives um, out the door faster. But again, it takes that time up front. um, And that's sometimes people don't feel like they have the time to do that. Um, so it's, it's important to see it as a, a long-term investment. Um, it's one of those, you know, just like any long-term investment, um, it's not going to pay off, you know, it's not going to pay for itself immediately, but give it a few months, it will pay for itself, give it another year or two, and it will provide massive dividends and, um, allow everybody from your designers to your content people, to your product managers, to your engineers um, to do the things that they want to do, the fun stuff um, and the stuff that really, really, truly matters. And are we talking mostly about this is written content or does that structure kind of, does that also work with media assets, videos, podcasts, et cetera? Yeah, it, it can be all. I mean, I think most of the time mm-hmm. we're talking about text, but it, it truly is any any type of content, um, you know, video, audio, images, um, you know, applying, you know, being able to splice things up, tag things, get, and, and then use just a clip that you want um, somewhere and from a video, um, song, music. Um, So yeah, there's lots of, lots of ways, but yeah, I mean, the text is, is huge. Texas huge and of course video podcasting live streaming all those different things they they keep kind of bubbling up I mean it's not like the newest technology quite frankly but everybody seems to be hopping on that bandwagon so um, and we see that already you search for something on Google and they send you to the exact piece in the video that mm-hmm. has the answer um, as opposed to you having to watch the entire 50 minute video Carrie was great right. to have you back on the show really appreciate you sharing your insights good to see you right. Thanks. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.